day and night. I toss and turn and hold and hurt 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 Someone don't want their voice on the show. So now we have a new motherfucking intro. So sit back and enjoy the fucking show. Welcome to Decoding 40. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another action pack 60 minutes or 70 minutes, however long we go. Hopefully it's 60. We'll find out. This is your boy L.O. and I am joined with my brothers. What's up? You got your boy Vin in the building. Hello out there to everyone in uh, Radio Land. This is Alaric, aka Alaric. I don't know why I said Radio Land. Like, I don't know why either. This is like night. Yeah, you got to hit here in there, Radio Land. We've got over here and Tommy Boy's out there selling papers on the corner for five cents. <laughs> you got inhabited by the spirit of Casey Kasem just now. <laughs> Wait, you didn't have a you didn't have an AKA. Oh, I didn't have an AKA. You know what my AKA is? I am Ronald McDonald's assassin to be. To be continued in my check-in. Somebody got cold French fries and was mad as fuck. It's even was better. the shake machine broken? It's even worse. It's even worse. It's even worse. But I only did an AKA because there was one missing. Oh, well, there you go. So well, I tried to fill in the gaps. Well, AKAs. as you continue to fill in gaps, fill in the gap on time and tell us about your week, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, over the weekend, I went to Washington, D.C. Um, for a couple of events the Fearless Artist, which you guys know I've been working with for the last seven years. We do pop-up art shows and gallery shows and work with a ton of different artists. And I can now officially announce that we have been VC funded. Nice. Throw some bombs. Congratulations. Some bombs. Everything Congratulations. Like that. That's amazing. Right. When you get that corporate card, holla. Lights <laughs> <laughs> nice out on you. The papers have finally been signed with the uh, Brown Venture Capital Group. That's excellent. And um, they are on board and partnering with us to create bigger and better and more exciting events. So perfect timing from a selfish point of view, because I am definitely going to all of the fearless artists events this year. You you absolutely will. And you won't need drink tickets. Oh, <laughs> and I won't be drinking prior to the event. We'll so be serving be at the goddamn bar. You got to go to 40. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. What, serving at the bar. Did he just try to slip me a good one? We'll be, we'll be hired help. <laughs> no, 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 no. That would be dope, man. We'd be having fun with everybody. No, I'm <laughs> a drink. I, I I'm pouring drinks, bitch. No, that that's amazing news. That is yeah. amazing news. Congratulations. Really exciting, exciting news. And um, so we went with uh, our the founder of of the of TFA. She's a DC native, so we went down to Washington DC. Had a little dinner party reception, and um, with some of the brown people and some of the people who have worked with us over the years. And it was really, really, really cool event. They I couldn't go down Friday night, but Friday night they went to a Wizards game. Mm. And um, so I went down Saturday and came back Sunday. So Saturday we did the 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 cocktail event. And then Sunday we got a tour of the African-American Museum, nice. uh, the Smithsonian uh, Museum. And man, I was completely blown away. It is definitely an emotional experience. Mm. Um and it's our story, our, our story as, as, as people who grew up in this country, African-Americans, people who have experienced a variety of different ways that this country has tried to limit your 
your potential, limit your progress, and is explaining it and, and, and capturing the experience of living in America um, for, for Black folks. Mm. And yeah, I, I highly recommend um, going through and, and seeing if you can get tickets, because I, I hear that the tickets yeah. are, you still are they still hard waiting? to get. Well, I would imagine. Yeah. Apparently, because they were hard to get before COVID. Yeah. Um, we were, might, we were lucky enough for those. I might. We, we were lucky enough you know, to. You know Martin Luther King Jr. Jr.? No, I, <laughs> no, I know, I know someone who works uh, in uh, for that museum, so oh, okay. she might be able to uh, give me some tickets. Well, it works in conjunction. It works at one of those museums, but has a connection to that museum. So hopefully, maybe. Nice. I can't get. I can't wait to go. My my sons have gone, but I yeah. I I can't wait to go. And I've heard how it's structured, where it starts in the basement and you go yeah. up. Yeah. Um. That to me is just conceptually just powerful. I can't wait to experience this uh, museum. The the, the, cra- the crazy thing is like when you're going down in the elevator, so it's it's five floors beneath ground mm-hmm. level, mm-hmm. and then there's five floors above ground level. Mm. So when you're going down in the elevator where you start the tour, there is a glass wall in the elevator, and you see the dates on the wall mm. going back as mm. just, as the elevator descends. So brilliantly thought of and mm. and, and mm. mapped out. So we we got a private tour with one of the uh, museum's curators. Um, he sort of took it took us through there. He's a friend of a friend and is now connected to TFA and also trying to help us do some some activations. Brilliant, brilliant guy, uh, Dr. Damien Thomas. So so smart. Mm-hmm. Like he started off. He's a historian and he's he, he didn't start off as and he he does the sports the sports. Uh, collection exhibition. Um, he's the curator for that, uh, but he didn't start off in sports. He started off as a general historian, but really was trying to relate to uh, the world how sports and athletics changed the lives and the visibility and the acceptance of African Americans in this country. Mm. Because you know, sports was probably it was probably the first to be democratic. It became about talent when they discovered that, you know, we can do it better than they can in some. It, some it was also about money as well, because they wanted to you know, they, they realized the Negro League was making a lot of money. And, you know, when it, that's why I think a lot of uh, segregation, or I should say integration has happened is because of money. You know, they were making a lot of money during the Negro Leagues. Negro leagues and uh, did you call it the nigger leagues? No, I did not. Oh, I said Negro, but it oh, okay. sound, you know, it wasn't <laughs> clear enough. The Negro leagues, <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute, I that's a little too familiar, my friend. I, I would never say no super <laughs> shit like that. Okay, good. All right, you was ignorant. My bad. All right, all right, god damn. <laughs> anyway. They were making a lot of money. So again, if they're making a lot of money, they, you know, the white folks is like, well, let's 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 try this uh, integration thing. I don't think it was always about, you know, they weren't they weren't that kind hearted. Because even when Jackie came in, he went through so much bullshit just to even play the ball, play the fucking game. So that's just my two cents. You reminded me of one of my favorite movies, Bingo Long, and the Traveling All Stars. Oh yeah, that's a great film. Mm. It is. Was Billy D? Yeah, I would say. Yep. Actually, I'm trying to look it up real quick. James Earl Jones. Oh, right. How could I forget that? Is Luke Gossett in there? I feel like he's in there. I mean, mean, Stan Shaw, who who played uh, the boxer in uh, Harlem Nights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybell King. (laughs) Somebody's getting knocked off. F- f- fuck out. Don't take this ass whooping personally. <laughs> <laughs> Maybell King, who played the mom on What's Happening. Mm. Oh, mama. A few other people, you, uh, if I say their name, you won't know, but if you see their faces, you'll know. Mm. Mm. But I haven't seen movie. that in a long time. I would I would buy that video. I would buy that. Absolutely. It's, I, I've, I've tried to watch it every opportunity I can get. You know, I, I own Claudine. Like I bought the oh, DVD. Dying, dying. Really? Beautiful. As soon as it was available, yeah. I bought it. Yeah. You still have a DVD player? I, well, I have a I have like a, a Bose. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I was actually that was a genuine question because I don't have one. 
I have, I have like a um, Bose. <laughs> made uh, it seem like I was telling a joke. I was not. <laughs> what? Go on. Sorry. Go on. Funny. I'm not looking. Well, anyway, I, I have a, a a Bose Soundlink, and it has a, a DVD player. Got it. Got it. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, it's funny to me because you are you ever on the street and someone tries to give you their mixtape and it's on a CD? Yeah, I'm like, uh, my man, I can't play this. There's, there's, I have nothing to play this on. <laughs> nothing. I haven't had a CD player for about 10 years. I could play it on my bows, but I'm not. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm genuinely not lying to this person. I don't have that technology anymore. <laughs> you, I still have a Get VCR in the closet. Do uh, you? You got to keep that just in case. Just in wow. case for what? Just in case you he gets that tape of that know. bank robbery from 1986. <laughs> you, you never know. See, that's the problem. Is like <laughs> videotapes are going to exist, but soon no one's going to have a means of playing that videotape. Right, because it'll be on digital. It might not be on digital. They'll come to you to, to play it. Listen, those tapes will it be, might not be on digital. They'll be melted because the, the sun's earth, uh, the, the temperature on the earth will be 150 degrees. It's in the back of somebody's linen closet. Melting. Warm. No, it's 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 protected from, from the humidity. No. Grandma Shawl is not going to protect that. That's why she made it. That's how she knitted it. Imagine that's grandma's uh, porn stash. Oh. Hmm. Grandma was a freak. I anyway. always liked Vanessa Del Rio. <laughs> Del Rio. Del Rio. Uh, well, please, uh, please. just to finish up my check-in, my check-in, I drove down, and mm-hmm. this is the first time I took the new car on the road. All right. Opened it up? Opened like it up. Like a dream. I really like my car. Nice. It was comfortable. It was a nice ride, and I could, you know, summon 110 when i wanted it did you so yeah wow. i didn't do it for long because i was still afraid that he was pushing buttons huh yeah, yeah. i was gonna do too much <laughs> hold up you but, get, <laughs> you're still a black you do that in, in dc America. did you no did i did that in dc no not in dc but like oh. coming into dc you didn't do that like on 280 whatever or 290 whatever they call it over there i took 95 all the way yeah okay. I mean, I did it through Maryland. I didn't oh, really. Oh, you can't do you can't do sixty five in DC. Yeah, they got fucking. They got cameras everywhere. They got speed cameras. Cameras. They yeah. have straight Traffic. up. What do you call these things? Uh, where the police just gather on the highway and mm-hmm. will just call you to come on over. Yeah, it, it, it is bizarre. I'm talking about Saturday night going into. Oh, the, I'll talk about this. What I was also. trying to say, but go ahead. I'm driving into DC on a Saturday evening. It's impossible to do that that speed because there's so much fucking traffic. Wow. Yeah, there it's are ridiculous. sections. There are sections though, because if you are driving above the speed limit in DC, I'm mm. the, on on the uh, highway or well, not the highway. Mm. I guess it would be the freeway. They have these uh, speed traps where there are like three or four police officer vehicles, mm. and the, the, they have the gun. And if you are clocked, you are going to have to pull over or someone's going to chase you down. Yeah, uh, chase me. I, I, yeah, well. No, joking. You don't have to chase me. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're still a black man in America, sir. No, 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 I'm not doing that. The other thing is, so the hotel I was staying at. All right, you're stretching your uh, time. I know, oh. I know, but we went into traffic, so now I got to talk about the traffic that I was in because I'm, right. I'm an old man, and I got to talk about traffic patterns. We're taking this out of your time, Vin, but go on. You brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> there was a, a extra 45 minutes at least getting into D.C. because of traffic. Mm. And then when I'm going to my hotel, apparently the arena is across the street from my hotel where Maxwell is playing. Wow. So every black woman in D.C. was in their car or on the streets in front of my hotel so it made it almost impossible to get there. Wow. What are you saying? Get out of my way, sugar. <laughs> trying to go see Maxwell. <laughs> oh, shit. Maxwell, is he married? I have no idea. You know, I, he's done a very good job of keeping his personal life out of the uh, press. I got to say this. He must be getting some incredible pussy. Mm. I mean, incredible. <laughs> 
That's all I'm gonna say. He probably just just leave the, just leave the stage door open. See what flies. In. <laughs> see what goes. You want to hang out with Maxwell tonight? <laughs> Don't go away, babe. <laughs> Stay a little. All right. Yeah, I hope he's into big girls. I feel like he does not have a type. But I have no idea. I have no clue. Like I said, he's done a, a superb job of keeping his personal life out of the press. He, he's been dating Lizzo. Let's start the rumor. Oh, wow. Then I'm jealous of Maxwell. Okay. <laughs> Not Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my boo. Wow. Pause. Pause. All right. All right. On that note, your, your check-in is done, sir. Hey, yeah, my check goes. Check-in. <laughs> Decoding 40. All right, Vin, you're up. See if you can beat VC funding in a private tour through the National uh, African American Museum. I am, I, I will, I'm going to assure you right now that I cannot. Um, <laughs> so uh, I will try. So Friday was the first time that we all got together again mm. and yeah. went into the studio, which was fucking awesome. But what I also forgot was the drinking that came along with yes, fucking with y'all motherfuckers and how, first of all, I had, I was already two beers deep before y'all even got there. And I don't know what you guys were doing. Before. Are you serious? Yes. Before you got there, I had already drank two beers. Oh, wow. Wow. When Rick, when Rick walked up, I was on my second beer. Okay. Then I had another beer. So I had three beers while we were there. Then we went, went into the studio and proceeded to drink goddamn the, the whole fucking bottle of, of uh, Basil Hayden. Right. We drank 97% of that bottle. 97% sure. of the bottle. We For gave sure. the guy at least a nice, healthy drink to have. It was a nice shot. It was a double shot. It was yeah. definitely a double shot, right? Then we decided to go to some rooftop fucking bar, whatever the fuck we was at, and had another drink, which was a Uncle Nearest. Mm -hmm. By the time I had that Uncle Nearest, I was pretty much using the force. <laughs> Drunk you are. <laughs> Uncle Nearest, you have drink. Yo, that shit, yo, I was fucked up. Yeah. So now I, I get myself to the PATH train and I'm sitting there. And I'm just trying to keep it together. Actually, I forgot want... we smoked a cigar on our way over to the. I, I smoked a cigar, and I was smoking. I hadn't smoked a joint. Right. <laughs> I smoked some fucking weed. <laughs> weed. So, I said weed. Wacky tobacco. Well, smoke that motherfucking devil's lettuce, <laughs> right? And I was waiting for the fucking train. So now I get down to 33rd Street. I fucking speed walk there. Finally get there before the train gets there. And I'm looking for a place to sit down and be left the fuck alone. So I go all the way to the end of the platform thinking I'll be left alone. So I'm sitting on the steps. Some dude comes sitting next to me, Spanish dude. <laughs> and here comes the fucking conversation. You know, this mother, this motherfucker talked to me the whole fucking way home. <laughs> the whole train ride. This nigga. Yak, 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 yak. He, yo, first of all, I had my, I had my mess hat on. He was like, Yo, you a Mets fan, yo? And I was like, yeah, you know. And, I, and see, now I'm fucking drunk as fuck. I'm fucked up out of my mind. I'm, I'm really fucking smashed. So now this motherfucker's talking to me. Talked me the whole way to the, to the fucking journal, journal Square and talked about the Mets the whole way there. Yo, we're going to lose because we just lost such and such. Da, 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 da. This motherfucker's going through the whole team. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm talking loud. And then one point he had talked. He had went from speaking like regular loud to Puerto Rican loud. <laughs> and Puerto Rican loud is a whole different decibel situation, my G. It's a whole He was like, and then I told that nigga, what the fuck? And I was like, why are you screaming on the train? He was fucking yelling on the train, B. Anyway, so then I get home. I am fucking smashed, tired, go to sleep. And I wake up the next morning, and when you're in your 20s, you can bounce back from that like it's nothing. I could have woke up at 3 in the morning and did 20 sit-ups and went to work at 4 and still been good. Yo, I woke up about 11 and was feeling like straight dog shit the entire day. Turned around, had to go now 
to the Moonchild concert. <laughs> Moon the child, what? Right. The Moonchild concert. Remember I had to like Google like it last week? K-pop group? No, it's not. Like no. They like BTS? No, it's an R&B group. It's an R&B group. Moonchild? Wait a minute. All this time, I know who Moonchild is. I know. Okay. I love that group. Okay. Oh. So I went to go see Moonchild. Thank you, yeah. Al. This motherfucker BTS. You <laughs> <laughs> think I was out there with yellow Moonchild. hair and shit? I, I thought they, it was some... They've know, got two great albums that I've listened to. Um, yeah, but I can't think of the titles, but go on. So we go to see Moonchild. Now, I was feeling like shit the entire day. And now I had to go to the concert. Concert. So I went, showered it up, you know, coffeeed it up, man. And we get there. And I didn't think that it was going to be. At least I thought I'd be able to fucking post up somewhere. I'm standing in the middle of shit, y'all. I was standing for four hours. When I tell you my back and my legs and my fucking feet were killing me when I left that spot yo my shits was on fire <laughs> I cannot like, do yo I was like yo is this shit gonna be over <laughs> but nah it was they a got great, that many songs yo it was a great it was a great concert great experience mm. you know I, it was a present to my wife it was a uh, Valentine's Day gift and we went she had a great time. She's a big fan of theirs, their work mm-hmm. and loves their music. So I was it was it was enough for me because, you know, I wanted her to have a good time. She had a good time. Then we came home, man. And um, that was basically it, man. That's 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 pretty much the check in. Uh, what else have I been up to? Oh, today been fucking editing this goddamn. <laughs> I don't want to say this goddamn book, but I've been editing this goddamn book all day. <laughs> and like, oh, how's know, it coming along? It's coming along. I've uh, I'm already I'm up to chapter twelve because I had to record it first. It's fifty five chapters, so I got to edit another Yeesh, forty chapters. Yes. It's a lot of work, but the chapters are like three to four minutes long. Some the longest ones might be six minutes, but it's still a lot to chop up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, and it doesn't have to be perf- perfection. Perfection. It has to be quiet, and you've got to be able to hear the words, and that's basically what I've been able to do. Mm. But uh, it's a lot, man. It's fucking a lot. Like I, I did what five chapters in four or five hours today. Because I'm a perfectionist, so if I hear some anything that's not jiving right, hold up, let me take that out. I had to fucking cut and paste the recording. It was, it's just, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. But now I know how to do it, so it makes it easier. That's what's up. That is what's up. And that's basically my check-in. L, you have the floor. Well, thank you, sir. So a couple of things. I'm actually going to piggyback off of uh, your check-in. Because we, we did have a great time at the studio and it was good to feel that energy. And I definitely think we should make sure we get back in the studio more often. But I have a I have an announcement to make. It has to do with Alaric. Sir, I am uh, downgrading our friendship from uh, AAA bond to uh, junk bond at this point. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> this dude convinces me to go to McDonald's to get no. to eat. No, sir. No, sir. That was a mutual agreement. That was not a mutual was, agreement. That was, that a mutual was agreement. pure peer pressure. <laughs> well, and, both y'all went. Both yeah, y'all we both went. went. Oh, I was going to go to I'm, the... I'm going to let you tell your story first before... <laughs> I'm going to let you tell your story about how I saved your life. I was. I wanted to go to the food truck. Mm-hmm. Even I don't really like food trucks, particularly when the food is served by a dude. Sanitary things. I, I can't Mm-hmm. I'd rather a woman serve me food from a food truck. So he's like, yo, let's go to McDonald's. And I'm like, nah. He's like, nah, let's go to McDonald's. So I'm like, all right, let's 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 go to McDonald's. So we walk into McDonald's. You see how I twisted his arm? Exactly. Because <laughs> I didn't have a lot of time because my Uber was on the way. Right, right. So we go into McDonald's. It, it really feels like bedlam is is happening. It felt like a few uh, refugee situation. It's loud. People are just moving all over the place, and you're trying to just pay for your order through these little kiosks that they have. It it did look like a refugee situation. Yeah. Like we were standing at the UN line, and they were throwing <laughs> bags rations <laughs> from helicopters. Black Hawk down. Right. <laughs> so eventually I make my way up to the counter and they have these large glass shields or plastic shields. Again, it looks like people are trying to get into Poland from Ukraine. And I felt like a black person trying to get on the train. Hmm. So we're, we're there. 
basically pressed up against the glass. People, are just, it is wild up in there. Eventually, Alaric finishes his order and makes his way over to me. While I'm sitting, standing there, I'm talking to a whole d- a bunch of people because I'm super friendly. I'm, you know, I'm feeling, I'm buzzed. A woman rolls up and sells me weed. So I'm like, obviously feeling this. So I give it a twenty dollars, and I'm like, but when I when I'm in the Uber, I'm like, why would I buy drugs from someone I don't know? And I don't know why you're blaming me for that, bro. <laughs> no, I'm not blaming you for that part. Okay, because calm down. We're going to get to your junk bond status. <laughs> so i get my food eventually again i feel like everybody's pressed up against the glass like just like give me my food my food i need food i get out of there uh gave him a pound bounce i'm in an uber i am sauced just eating fries like uh, uh, I'm, I'm eating a fish fillet like i just need food so I'm loving it. So I get home. I don't even throw away the, the, the evidence. I walk in the house with it. My nine-year-old is up and is like, <gasps> <laughs> You said we can never do this. <laughs> so Father so has the devil's food. <laughs> right. I'm so fake. I don't finish the drink. And he's like, can I have the drink? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I, I don't even know what I had. I think I got orange juice or something. Up, so so I give it to him. He said it was still fries in the bag, but he didn't even eat them. And I'm done. I, I think I've been accused of eating my wife's sushi as well. So I probably <laughs> ate that too. Get, get into the bed. I don't even take a shower. I am done. The morning after, my oldest son, when I, because I woke up, because we wound up texting like eight o'clock in the morning. So I was up. So I was like, let me take another nap. My oldest son comes in when I'm like, I'm having a really good dream. I don't know what it is, but I know I was enjoying that dream. And I I hear him and I know it was funny because in my dream, I was like, what are you doing here? And I don't know who the person was, but it was just somebody that was not supposed to be in the dream. And it turns out it was him because he's like, dad, what is this? And he's showing me the filet of fish box. <laughs> <laughs> so I go. What does it look like? Get out of here. <laughs> so I'm done. I'm done. I'm st- I go back to sleep. I wake up, take a shower, wind up doing some a uh, little bit of cleaning around the house, get them to go cleaning. Then we go to the park and play soccer. Play soccer for a couple hours. Everybody's cool. They're tired. We come back. I'm chilling. I'm drinking water to replenish my system. And turns out I started watching a movie and I started and stayed up till about three in the morning. This is when your stock begun, begins to fall. Hmm. What were you watching? I don't know. But the food apparently is set like a time bomb because my stomach explodes. <laughs> At three o'clock in the morning, I have the worst diarrhea that I've ever had in my life. Then I'm drinking water to kind of replenish myself. Uh-huh. I don't know if the food expanded or it just blew up. It just, I feel like I, I'm pregnant at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot pass this food through my stomach. So I'm literally leaning against, against the wall. And you know how people lean against the toilet? Like, thank God, please, I'll never drink again. I was really at the point like, I will never eat mcdonald's again and i will kill ronald mcdonald if i have to because this was the worst feeling i have ever had in my life wow so um, that sounds like a, a white castle yeah, exactly exactly ordering a fucking fish for fucking filet that's it <laughs> right. well, at well, whatever time of night it was. well let me tell you how now that we've heard his version uh-huh let me tell you how i saved leon's life okay okay go. So we leave from where we were. We're now on 42nd Street, just outside of Times Square. And he tells me, I'm going to go buy some street meat. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably was better. From this guy? Come on, I give you falafel rice, all of that <laughs> with my ball hairs. <laughs> you want the kebab? Kebab with my testicle hairs. 
that shit definitely smells better than it's gonna taste and it's gonna hurt way worse than the for sure i don't know if it was gonna hurt way worse but my god i have never felt that pain i thankfully never know uh will never know what it feels like to carry a baby but i suspect that is one hundredth of the percent of pain that is associated with childbirth because it was insane. I was leaning against the wall. I was trying to put my face against uh, the the side of the wall because it was cooler. Yeah, I had to. Some of that is attributed to fake weed that you. Some of that is attributed to the K two you bought at the counter. <laughs> no, sir. That that has been discarded, <laughs> which is hilarious that you said that because that in, in my mind it was you like you bought bascals. Exactly. In a McDonald's in Times Square. Oh. I would have had red magic. Red magic. <laughs> Vinny, I, Vinny and I made that mistake once. Really? Buying random weed in the city. Do you remember that time? Yeah. We were we probably like from, we were probably like 16 or 17 years old. Should have watched in Square Park. Yeah, we were, we were going to a Sade concert. We were like, oh, let's get high before we go. We were probably like 17, 18 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we said, oh, let's get high before we go to the Sade concert. So we roll up on some dude and he sold us a bag of oregano bag of germs <laughs> it was a bag of oregano and this shit had we fucking oregano it. seeds in it i think it was, Wait, it, was, it was just horrible when did y'all realize it was oregano as soon as we got this shit it up. he was like oh what the fuck is this shit <laughs> tastes like pizza he's like got him <laughs> wow i was like if i wanted to smoke this i could have went over to ben's and just shook exactly. some in my fucking in my papers yeah, we were some dumb kids. Yeah, because you know it was the handoff. You couldn't do it out in public, right? So you right, had to right. take the, the sneaky handoff, and he sneakily handed you a bag of fucking bag of dirt, he Italian seasoning. He saw us coming off the train when we came off the train, green as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> and we wasn't like we was. We had smoked real weed before. We was just desperate for some weed, and we didn't know anybody around there that could smoke, that could sell it or who had it. So we figured, well, let's go over here, and we got weed, 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 and you fucking talk to them dudes and they got dirt mm. big bag of dirt with some oregano leaves in it well that was the extent of my weekend i actually didn't feel bad once i passed it i drank some tea and uh i felt a lot better but i See, have absolutely you, sworn off mcdonald's for the rest of my life Super. if you ate in shawarma you would have died i don't think so i think so i don't think so but i think so that's my check-in this is leon and i am done speaking This Week in Racism, brought to you by the same people for the last 400 years. All right. So this is almost like uh, This Week in Racism slash uh, Sounds About White. If we think about the uh, Senate hearing for the Supreme Court Justice nominee, Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson, who, despite all the fuckery of the Senate Judicial Committee, is expected to be confirmed as the first Black woman Supreme Court Justice this week after bipartisan group of senators voted on Monday to advance her nomination. So there's a lot that could be said. We didn't get a chance to really get into this during the nomination because we were talking about other things. But I think now uh, in, in on, on the uh, eve of her becoming nominated in the first black woman Supreme Court justice, it's probably a great time for us to give our two cents about the hearings that have occurred and what impact we think this might have on the rule of law in America going forward. Gentlemen, your thoughts? I thought the process itself was disgusting. The, it just shows, again, another example of the Republicans having no, no scruples. They have no sense of dignity, no self-respect. They're willing to do whatever just to try to discredit this, this woman who is probably the most qualified person on the planet right now yeah, for this role. No doubt. No doubt. And, and you're trying to make her out to be, look at her accomplishments in contrast to Kavanaugh. Look at, in contrast to all of them. I'm just saying the white man that they wrote. <laughs> right. Let's just take, let's just take the one white man that they recently wrote for. Cause oh, wait a minute. The, the, you the, also got to talk also, about, uh, yeah, Con Coney uh, Barrett. Yeah. But could you imagine if she was known to, Drink a lot of beer. Beer. And I like beer. I like, don't you like beer? 
Could you imagine if that was her answer to their questions? Right. The audacity of them. Like, when you, when you see white men so shamelessly flaunting their, 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 their ideals of white supremacy, sometimes it's shocking. But then you're like, but of course. Mm. Yo, that bus is that bus is never late, man. Come on, we are. <laughs> that shit is always on time. That white I mean, supremacy keeps their white, just white as white and sparkling and shining. You know it. You know it's 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 not funny, but I'm sometimes I watch this shit, yo. Like I was watching Ted Cruz with his with the with when he pulled out the book and all the other senators who were, were, you know, you know, talking down to her or just asking her questions that had nothing to do with the rule of law, just anything they could to kind of get her to become angry because, you know, everybody knows in America that the world can't handle a black woman's anger. You know, it, it's like a black woman to turn into the fucking Hulk. It's like, this is, that was the fucking bullshit they were trying to pull. You thought so? Yeah, that they were trying, they were just trying to, every, any, any fucking trope, they were trying to pull out any trope they could possibly pull out of her you know i'm gonna let you finish i have a different take on what they were trying to do you know what i mean i i think i think it was just disrespectful i think they were just on some bullshit just to be on some bullshit and i and i sometimes watch this this stuff and there be and and i look at their behavior and i go this shit can't be real it's like this shit is like a movie yo on how ridiculous some of their questioning is how they kind of approach things like they, they they've created these these like these avatars almost mm-hmm. that they think their constituents want to, I guess, see or, or, or follow or, or what they, they think they're supposed to be. Because uh, sometimes I think, yo, you're not that fucking stupid. They're not that stupid. They're just mm-hmm. fucking, they're, they're clowns to me. And it's, I, I, I'm glad that uh, what uh, Cory Booker, you know, said what he said, because he kind of, I think he said something that she needed to hear at that time, because mm-hmm. at that point she probably had had enough. And if it wasn't such a big first, you know, she she could have been like, you know, fuck this bullshit. I'm just, I can't because the shit was just disrespectful, man. So, fuck them Republicans, and you know, she's gonna get through. Thank goodness that there is a majority with the VP, and uh, she'll get through. Actually, a couple of Republicans are going to vote for her, uh, Mitt really? Romney and uh, Murkowski. Oh, okay. So here's my take on what the Republicans, what their behavior really represented. They needed cover to support their no vote. And they also needed cover to support sort of a tongue-in-cheek way, this QAnon nonsense. Because that's why they focused on the pedophiles. Because they're not, they don't care about pedophiles. Because if they did, they would amend the legislation and the sentencing rules. And that's what she kept trying to get them to or at least that's what she was doing a good job, I think, in redirecting their questions and saying, Senator, my job is to evaluate the laws and the, the, the guidance that is prescribed by the legislators. So if, if there's anything that, or anyone who should be pointing the finger, it's them at themselves. And then the other thing is when you have a group of people who think entertainment is more effective than actual legislation and thinking through process, this is what you're going to get. They're fighting for Fox News sound bites. That's exactly what they're doing. And even the Senator uh, Sass, uh, who is a Republican, called it jackassery. I think there are people who understand that what's happening, but the fact that she's being asked, can you describe what a woman is? When Cruz... I think asked Amy uh, Coney Barrett in her confirmation hearings, what's her hobbies? So, you know, these are not serious people who... How religious are you? Yeah, exactly. On a scale of one to 10. Like, what what does that mean? On a scale of one to 10. What does that mean? Uh, 10 being Pat Robertson or 10 being... (laughs) 10 being Super Jesus. Super Jesus. Uh, I'm super... Being the Lord and Savior is 10 Lord and Savior? I'm I'm below I'm not I'm not Jesus I'm just on super Jesus level at ten right gotcha and <laughs> and here you have this woman who by all accounts is or will be the most qualified justice to ever sit on the Supreme Court you said ever I, I think ever 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 yo she 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 had to be all of that just to get with just to get that. 
not right. patient. And, and that's, that's why like Corey Booker's uh, remarks were so yeah. necessary because it, it was important to point out that she is the pride of ancestors and she deserves to be sitting in that seat. Mm-hmm. And the disrespect that she got is, I think, like Alaric said, is just a manifestation of the white supremacy and 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 the reliance on white supremacy that and Ted Cruz, for the record, is not even white. Yeah, he's a, he's an embarrassment. You, you can't tell Ted Cruz that. No. Well, you know, but those who, who align themselves with, as far as I'm concerned, Mister Leon, I am white. <laughs> I, I tell you right now, if, if he if he could change the spelling of his name like Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. like he would he be. could, he probably did. Well, and the weird his, thing is, where his people are? Is he Mexican? Yeah. Cuban. His family is a Cuban, Cuban or Mexican. I, I thought he was I Mexican. Think his family. I I want to say that his his lineage is from Cuba. I believe okay. so. So he he very well could come from the Spaniards and be white. You're right. Cuban Cuban uh, father. White. And his mother is what Canadian. Oh, that's how. Oh, his that's, mother's Canadian. That's why he killed Kennedy. I got it. And his mother's <laughs> Canadian. Now I see it. His mother's Canadian. Okay. So she's Canadian white? Yeah. White. Oh, he's white. white. He's white. So, but there were a number of um, sort of touch points that, that occurred during the, the, the hearing. Um, I wrote a few down. So there was the respectability politics, the lack of respect. Uh, there was abrasiveness. And that's why I'm saying, I don't know if they were necessarily trying to get her to be the angry black woman more than to say, look, we put her in her place. Mm. You, you know what's interesting is I, I did see some posts that sort of pointed out how the media also handled the reporting, right? Mm-hmm. They referred to her as Kentanji Jackson, Brown Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than Supreme honorable, Court. your honor or, or Supreme, judge. Supreme, Supreme Court justice nominee. Or her current title. Yeah. Right. Because she currently is a, a judge. federal judge. <laughs> right. And they compared it to how they talked about every other person surrounding this justice, Supreme Court justice, senator, congressman, whatever, whoever they were talking to, their title was mentioned mm-hmm. in the reporting, but hers was left out. And some people would say, oh, that's a minor oversight. But no, that no, title shows the respect that they have for the office that you hold. Right. And obviously, because she is who she is, they felt like they they didn't have to do that. That's sort of like calling Obama Obama. Yo, they acted like yo, they acted like she got her law degree from like Hudson County at night at night school. And then right. she got her shit and she got her other shit at Phoenix on <laughs> <laughs> well, no you know, she only got in yeah. because of affirmative action. Yeah, and there's no disrespect to those to those uh, learning institutions. I'm just saying she's she's like so super duper qualified. When they put out that graph of how you know comparing her to other justices, it's just like, come on, she had all her blocks were filled. Okay, right. <laughs> everybody else's blocks weren't filled. Her shit was filled to the T. You know what I mean? So right. Because like, a- Amy Corny Barrett didn't even try a case. Has not sat on any appellate court, and it's like, well, how did you get here? Yo, did you see the video of her when they were asking her a question? It was like, <laughs> what are like the five pillars of something, or it was some sort of like law, basically. Oh the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the first day of law school question, right? right? And she couldn't answer it. I can't remember the fifth. What is? What is that one? I don't know. Lollipops. <laughs> I would like to phone a friend, please. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 embarrassing. Um, yeah. They all need to be embarrassed. Lady G was out of control. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wish the scandal would just break on that guy. It has. It keeps breaking. Him. Nobody really cares. That's the comedy of it. Mm. I guess that's it. Lady G. <laughs> so, all right, moving on. What's good, people? This is Alaric. If you like the show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, um, Tumblr. Did I say Tumblr? Fluor. That's new. It's brand new. Just came out. Flug, Etsy, Pinterest, Friendster, Hamster, X Hamster. Oh, wait. That's my private account.
Don't follow that. Did you guys know that Kid Creole from Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five has been on trial for five years for murder? No. Murder who? He murdered a homeless. He killed a homeless man. I'm not going to say he murdered a homeless man, but he did kill a homeless man. Or he contributed to the death of a homeless man. What did he do? With his hands or by? Uh, With a knife, stabbed. So the, the story is he was on his way to work. He passed homeless man. Homeless man said something. He kept walking. Homeless man continued to pursue him. Was he trying to battle? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Kid Creole, I've been trying to battle you for years. I'm the homeless MC. <laughs> Call me Bob. Three years ago. <laughs> the rent said to me, was wait, fuck you, niggas. So and uh, yeah, he's he's been on trial for five years for the murder of this bum. His name was Bumalot. John Jolly. John Jolly, yeah, that's right. Hold that's- on, time out. The rapper is claiming self-defense in this case. Creole allegedly stabbed John Jolly twice in the chest with a steak knife after becoming enraged because his lawyer said he thought Jolly was gay and hitting on him. Because he's actually he's actually speaking out against that because um, that's sort of how they framed his case, as if he murdered him because he was gay and hitting on him, and not because he was being super aggressive. Because apparently, after he had he had bit, the police are. had been called about him being aggressive with somebody else before he came in contact with Kid Creole, and after so after he got stabbed twice in the chest, he didn't just keel over; he got into it with somebody else. Who was this guy? Was this bum related to Wolverine? <laughs> but Obviously he not. he also didn't die from from um like he didn't bleed out. I think he had a heart attack. Or die with. Why did Creole have a steak knife on his person? He's from the Bronx. He's from the <laughs> South Bronx. <laughs> you know, Wait, he's fifty. You know. He's fifty-two years old from the South Bronx. Of course, he has a knife. Hey, kid Creole, I'm a gay bum. <laughs> The defendant confessed to pulling out a kitchen. Oh, now it's a kitchen knife, a kitchen steak knife. Okay. And repeatedly thrusting it into the body of a stranger on the street. It's funny how these reporters. No, this is this is the uh, ADA. But he stabbed him twice. Well, he thrust it into his body. Repeatedly. Take that homeless motherfucker. Was there anything that would prevent him from simply running away from Mr. Jolly? No. As you know, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five is best known for their 1982 rap song, The Message. Did that article mention the videotape? I guess it goes without saying that Mr. Jolly got the message. A videotape. um... (laughs) He did get the message. Did they actually write that? No, no, I added that. Me, close to the edge. Um, No, they don't actually think about the video. He said that. I like this part though. (laughs) Oh, did I read this already? The stabbing incident happened that Creole was heading to his maintenance job in Midtown Manhattan around midnight on August first, two thousand seventeen. Jolly asked him, "What's up?" (laughs) to precipitate the confrontation. Ladies and gentlemen, this is New York City. It's 12 o'clock at night. Who's saying what's up to you with good intentions? His fear for his life. Hey, guys, what's up, man? Oh, why are you stabbing me? Okay, this is an interesting case. So Celestine, who is Creole's attorney, also claimed Jolly died from a dose of the sedative benzodiazepine at the hospital, not the stab wounds. So it should be attempted. There's, there's also a videotape that shows that the confrontation happened. K. Creole goes this way and my man follows him. And whatever happened with the stabbing happens off camera. So his story is that the guy pursued him and he was in, he thought that his life could have been in danger. So he stabbed Stand him. his ground. And then kept it moving. I ain't going to front. John Jolly looks like he's an annoying person or was an annoying person. <laughs> Oh my God, yo, that shit is funny. Yeah, he does look like he's a problem. Wow, I mean, it's a it's an unfortunate story. I hope he is able to beat this uh, charge. 
But wow. I think it's, I think it's another case of one of the overzealous prosecutor. Because if you just listen to how they portray how the conflict goes down, you're like, oh, okay, maybe Kid Creole. I mean, is- he was on his way to work. Who is on their yeah. way to work and is like, you know what? On my way, I want to stab a nigga somebody. I ain't gonna front. <laughs> <laughs> yo, you know what I haven't? You know what I haven't done in a while? What, kid? <laughs> stab a nigga, yo! Like it's been a minute. Like I used to get my stab on all the time. Now. Yeah. I'm kind of retired. Clean as building. I gotta, I gotta switch it up. I gotta get back on my stab game, yo. I, I did think it was ill that they said that the kitchen knife was strapped to his inner arm with rubber bands. Did he go to jail at one point? He. I don't know, but that is that is the BX. Yeah, that is some BX uh, behavior. That's that's some. I was in the '70s BX gang, and I'm, I was in the. I'm still I was down the, by law. I was in the orange disciples. They had the red ones, the black ones, and I was with the orange ones, yo. Mm. We used to pick, we used to kill people all the time. I used to keep my knife strapped to my leg with rubber bands. I do hate that he's going through this. This is yo. ridiculous. Yeah, I thought so too. And, and you know, I mean, he's he's one of the hip hop pioneers, man. Absolutely. Hey, in New York City, can't just die bums. Homeless people are people too, man. Come on, have a heart. But they can't be annoying. That other day, I got on the train. <laughs> And um, I went against my better judgment. And you stood the bump. Yeah. And good thing I had a uh, steak knife. But um, what actually happened is I saw that as the train was pulling in, there was only one person on the train and he was standing. And <laughs> I was like, I didn't feel I had two bags in my hand, two uh, grocery bags. I didn't feel like running to the next car. So I got on that train or that car and walked to the opposite side of the car. So I'm like, all right, I got my headphones in. I'm cool. I only got two stops. That was two stops too many. Your man walks down to me and says, yo, I like that jacket. I'm like, oh, my God. No, <laughs> no, I'm not about to fight for my life over a gap jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so he reaches his hand out to give me give me a pound. So I reach my hand. I just dab him because I'm thinking, all right, this is going to squash it. Right. And you got sanitizer in your bag. Exactly. All right. So then he walks away, and then that's fine. (laughs) So then as the train pulls off into the next station, it stalls because of traffic ahead. (laughs) So I'm literally right ahead of my station, like, to pull in. So I'm like, oh, man. So he walks back over to me, and he goes, you know what? My bad, man. My bad. And he wants to give me more dap. And I'm like, oh, no, this is really not <laughs> happening right now. Uncomfortable dap. Uncomfortable dap. Exactly. That's your new best friend, dude. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, y- y'all are having a moment. So, you know, he, he's setting you up for the begging. He's setting you up exactly. for the, 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 you know, the shakedown. But this is what I tell everybody. The key to sort of neutralizing homeless people or people who are crazy. Don't look them in the eyes. No, look them in the eyes. I'm telling you, if you look them in the eyes, it makes them uncomfortable because they're like, nobody wants to look me in the eyes, but this person is looking me in my eye. Mm -mm. Don't take that as law, bro. Yo, I'm not if, not if, not if. That's the case by case. Hold on, time out. What the voices are telling you? Only if they engage you. (laughs) If they don't engage you, don't go like looking in their face like, you know, I see you. Don't I'm not saying that. <laughs> what I'm saying is and and yes, hey I'm homeless. Caution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hey homeless. About. Hey homeless. But um what y'all up to? But definitely acknowledge their presence and make sure that um they're aware that you are aware that you see them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just saying that you don't know what the voices are saying in there. Oh, for sure. It but could they be don't saying, know what the voices are next saying person that head. looks you directly in the eye, hit them with a cinder block. Mm. You never know. If he's carrying a cinder block <laughs> and I can't get away from with that. A, with a fucking key I on it. I got problems. I got bigger problems. He's he's rocking a cinder block with a fucking key on it. <laughs> you don't even know where the fuck he got it from. You don't even know where the key is. It's for the bathroom at a 96th Street. <laughs> So I just carried this in the block just in case. <laughs> they thought I wouldn't steal it. It's a good thing you didn't get for three daps. Yeah, I know. Thank, thank goodness. Three daps and this screwdriver goes in your ear. 
<laughs> well, or he would have said, you, you know, we're buddies now. So every time yeah. he saw me on the train, he would have tried to dab me, which would have been right. very uncomfortable. <laughs> young blood, what's going on, man? We young blood. <laughs> and uh, all right, young blood, how you friend. doing? Right. Like I'm yeah, a part we, of this. Home yeah, they think you, you got up, cleaned up and got off the streets. <laughs> you're, fuck, you're fucking. You're fucking son. Hold up, hold up. Your sons, your sons would be like, Dad, who who, who is this guy? Why do you keep talking to him? It's <laughs> your grandfather. Look, son. It's your grandfather, boy. <laughs> is that grandpa? <laughs> oh my god. You are now listening to Decoding 40. So it appears that our good friend Colin Kaepernick is back in the news and some news outlets are reporting that he may have already signed with the New England Patriots. Just early this week, he was seen practicing at, at, up in Michigan to give teams a good look at where he is physically and uh, his prowess on the field. So if, if, if this is Colin's return to the NFL, what do you think? This means one for the NFL, two for American culture, three for the Black Lives Matter movement and any other ancillary movement that came from or supported Colin through this uh, blackballing or whiteballing. I don't know what to think of it, man. I, it, has he won? Is it a win? Is it a loss? Did anybody does anybody win if he yeah, goes does back? Anybody into wins is, if he goes back. I mean, he proves it. You know, I would I would love for him to go back and on some real rocky number three shit, he fucking wins the Super Bowl and everybody fucking claps and applauds, and the sky turns to a a beautiful blue and everybody cries. Like everybody wants to see that. Is it going to happen? Who knows? Is he going to even be able to play? Who knows? They might just let him back in to silence him. You know what I'm saying? So he Do you think he would be silenced if he signs on with a team? I don't know. It depends. I don't, I've never seen an NFL contract before. What, what does it say? Can they do that? Can they say, well, well you I cannot. Don't think he would, I don't think he would sign that contract. There's really no reason for him. There's no motivation for him to do that. How much is the contract? $24 million? $28 million. But obviously the guy is not motivated by money. No, I don't think he is. I don't think he is. First of all, I think it's a smokescreen. That they have more to lose on the back of his controversy because they got another lawsuit that they're dealing with now. Is the blind oh, really? Brian Flores? Oh, lawsuit, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they stand to lose quite a bit. The mm -hmm. NFL is now involved in a conspiracy case. It's not just about a single team, and now there's evidence of a conspiracy. So now this is a yeah. fascinating thought that you're proposing here. And do you think that now they are using Kaepernick to sort of? mitigate any exposure that they might have because they were also accused of colluding to keep him out of the league. Yeah. I, I think that they are calculating. There's one thing you can be sure of is that they are figuring out how to minimize whatever damage is being done. Now, Kaepernick deserves to be in the league because he was a star athlete. He wasn't a scrub coming off the bench. He wasn't Tim Tebow. Mm. He was a touchdown and win for he's he was not a touchdown a Super Bowl. He exactly. was a touchdown for winning the Super Bowl. What I, other quarterback I, I like has been in shit the on Tim Tebow? But go, go on. I know uh, Tim <laughs> Tebow. He's playing baseball now, and I no, think he got not. cut he's, from he's that playing, team. He's playing. Who the fuck knows? He's playing deacon at your favorite church. No, he he played. I, I swear to he God, he played Major League Baseball. I know he was no, playing he for the Mets. He was playing yeah. for the Mets, but they cut him. I think, so yeah, he got cut. He's doing Hardy's commercials. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't praying hard enough. Some <laughs> balls kept clapping him in the head. He wasn't praying hard Whoa, enough. Whoa, pause. Oh, pause. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So I think... I think. Wait, where did the Tim Tebow's landing just come out of nowhere? <laughs> because Tim Tebow got chances that no one got of it. color yeah, would have yeah. ever okay. got. Yeah. Because he wasn't that good. Respect. He's... He's he's probably better than most college players, but he's not better than most NFL players. Mm. He 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 was not he believes in Jesus. When you got a player that believes in Jesus, he had a story. Oh. 
he had a story, but it didn't okay. pan out. If it, if it, if it, yeah, if it was heartwarming, if, if it got to it that, is. you know, that winning touchdown, I'm getting witties. Yo, <laughs> into the end zone and he dies, and the Super Bowl's over. Wow, shit, they would have cashed in, but. He just wasn't that. Oh, look, good. He dies in the Super Bowl zone. <laughs> yeah. Wait he a dies minute. In the end zone. Wait a minute. What? I said dive. I said oh, dive, but I like you. Dive. Oh, oh yeah. I, thought I, thought I like your dive. edit better. He uh, okay. dies in the end zone. I thought he dies in the end zone because he's got some sort of wicked yeah. disease that his his fucking stomach explodes and he dies. All right. And everybody's wow. crying. Yeah. Okay. You like the dark. That's very important. What's his name? Uh, Rodriguez of uh, <laughs> <laughs> of filmmaking. Uh, yeah. No dives. He dies. I think two racial discrimination controversies, cr- controversies back to back, is an issue for them in terms of public relations. Mm-hmm. Look at the their organizations are like seventy percent black players. 70% black. You're going to hurt yourself. And then you find out that coaches are being interviewed but have absolutely no chance of ever being hired. Like they already they already said we're not hiring you. We're just having you in to satisfy this league rule cuz right. now they look at it like like it's affirmative action, right? Mm-hmm. I just got to talk to you. I don't really want to talk to you. They don't they they don't want those two controversies coming back to back. No, I agree. I, I think that's a great point. I hadn't thought about it from that perspective, but I think it's an easy leap to make. Well, they said the same thing about, you know, how they hired Jay-Z and all these other people. And they, they hired, um, what, Meek Mills with, 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 with Robert Kraft and all this other kind of damage control to kind of deflect from all the shit that's been going on. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I'll, I'll, you know they just, they're one-upping, one-upping the situation. You know what I mean? But, um... <sighs> It's a lot of money involved, bro. It's a lot of money involved. And 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 the NFL's into making as much money as it can and its image is uh, you know, is important. It's paramount. It needs to be great in order for them to make all this money. Yeah. You know, last week I was let me just say this real quick. Last week I was talking about the uh Playboy Mansion documentary. As I'm hearing you guys talk, it's occurring to me that we're in the midst of another amazing scandal that the details are just waiting to come out. And I think they're going to be more salacious than we can even imagine. Which controversy is that? The NFL and their uh, oh. willingness to collude and and white ball uh, players and, and, and silence players. Mm. I think that is going to be a hell of a documentary series. Mm. You, I don't know who's going to blow the whistle. Because well, eventually it will be blown. Mm-hmm. That's how these things work. How many is is uh, uh nineteen? How many teams in the league? I don't know. Thirty Eighteen teams in the league. I don't. I don't know how many. It's got to be like thirty. Clearly, I've stopped watching the NFL. Might be thirty-two. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, fuck the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for listening. All right, all right, guys. Uh, we've uh, come to that glorious part of the show where you get to tell the audience what have you learned today. I learned that, you know, racism always shows up like, you know, an on-time bus and it's Did you everywhere. just learn that today? Well, I'm just saying in, in today's discussion, I'm saying it always, oh. it always, it's always on time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it, especially, you know, even, even when they're trying to find a, uh, the first black woman to become a Supreme court justice. And even, even in that situation, they can't choose class over being asses. And um, it's unfortunate. I think I might have learned something that's going to be very controversial to say. I think Jay-Z might be a hoe. Oh, okay. Um, it's I like, think Jay-Z might be a hoe. Wow. We're going to talk about that next week. All right. Wow. We're going to open up that can. We're yeah, going to open up gonna, that can. We are but, definitely going to talk about that next week. Wow. It wasn't until you said... Vin, it wasn't until you mentioned his hiring to smooth things over. Because he smoothed things over before, and now he's trying to smooth things over again for another organization. Hmm. He's a smoother? Jay-Z might be a hoe. Wow. For hire. (laughs) 
<laughs> Controversial. Yeah, uh, we'll pick that conversation up next week. What I've learned is not to get too drunk and be near a McDonald's with Alaric. <laughs> Food poisoning. <laughs> but other than that, I've learned that I still enjoy the show. I hope you do too as you're listening. We invite you to come back every Friday. Well, every Friday for the new show, but you can listen to all the shows any day of the week. You can tune in to us here on your favorite platform. You can give us a call at 618-608-4040. I hope that was the number. And it doesn't matter because I don't know if that phone works anymore. I think I it doesn't that. work anymore. The phone doesn't work anymore. We got it. We got well, call us and leave a message and tell us that the phone doesn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are taking smoke and signals we'll smoke signals and we'll and give back to you carry a picture. you you two 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 <laughs> hey, if All you right, hear an episode what? there's you can actually share an episode with someone like you Absolutely. can press the share button and send it to a friend because you know that they're going to find it funny that you know they're going to enjoy the conversation and you know they're going to enjoy the dialogue so just hit the share button on whatever platform you're using and 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 let a friend know how yes. dope this podcast why is. would you deprive your friend and your family of the show you're, you're selfish. selfish yeah it's you're a selfish, selfish motherfucker well, well god bless you assholes <laughs> uh bishop you want to take us out with a prayer <laughs> Everybody, let's bow our heads and praise Jesus on this beautiful uh, Monday evenings. Normally, it's, uh, at this time of night, I have some warm milk and some cookies, and I go to sleep like a beaver. <laughs> but I'm here tonight on the Code of Fortis, and I want to praise Jesus, and Lord, give them boys some help, please. And on that note, thank you for the good word, Bishop. Uh, God bless everyone who is in the sound of our voice, and Please, we'll see you next week. Praise the Lord. Bless you. Please say peace. 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 Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Tune in this and every Friday via your favorite platform for a new episode of Decoding 40. Go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. But don't keep it to yourself. Spread the word. Thank you for listening to Code and 40, goddammit.